You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Well, folks, another very, very good and fun episode in the books, which I thought I was going to say fascinating there. To be honest, I was, but I'm trying not to do that so much. Trying to change up interesting and fascinating with other words. So if you got any words for me that are obnoxious, shoot them over to me. The Instagram, preferably, or the email. Instagram's Dangerous World Pod. Email Dangerous World Podcast at Gmail. I know I'm using Gmail. Uh, but that's because I'm controlled opposition. So get that through your heads. But no, in all honesty, man, this was a very, very fun episode. That um, Vince McLeod returns. Vince McLeod, great, great dude over there in New Zealand. He told me it's the first day of winter, man. He's making me miss the cold because it is the middle of summer here in uh, Tucson, Arizona, and I'm sure it's heating up for most of our listeners here in the United States. Obviously, got listeners all around the world. Australia is actually a big one. New Zealand, not so much. There's less people there, obviously. But down under there, it is uh, getting pretty cold from what I understand. It's crazy what the equator does, if it's real, right? Um, But very, very fascinating stuff. Vince is, of course, the author of Clown World Chronicles and Elemental Elementalism and apparently a registered psychologist. I missed that the first time that we talked. Um, So really cool to get someone like him talking about 4chan which as we discuss is a counterculture uh in the digital world big time right um he believes it's the last place other than the dark web for 100 percent free speech um we actually late in the episode uh go through 4chan a little bit and you know it was my first time getting on the site very, very interesting to see a site like this that has so much pull and just the way that it's run. It's kind of cool. Um, he's going to go through that. We talk about the culture of 4chan. So, you know, fun stuff. I, I learned a ton and it's crazy. You know, when you do these kinds of episodes, which, you know, I'm not going to lie, I, I was not in the mood to do it 
yesterday, uh, the 31st of May, because I'm sick, if you can't tell. Again, my voice is sound a little extra nasally. That's why. Um, sick like three or four or five months ago, something like that. And it is uh, a bitch. You know, just getting home from work and then sitting down and talking, you know, and when I talk, I try to engage. I don't just want that person to talk. I try to lead the conversation. So it does take some energy. I love doing it. But, um, you know, I just got home, barely got some time to eat. And then I sit down and it was one of the funnest episodes I've done. And that's not the only time that that's happened. This uh, whole situation played out almost the exact same way when I had uh, Philip Fairbanks and, of course, James Grunman on. Um, James Grunman is is a a really good dude. And I met Fairbanks for the first time. And uh, it has nothing to do with the guests when I'm not feeling like doing an episode. But that one with James and Philip blew up too. You know, it's a it's a huge episode, one of my biggest actually, and it's one of my more recent ones. So, you know, and it was a blast of a conversation. So it has nothing to do with the guests. I'm not like fuck. I don't want to talk to these people. It's just that you know the energy of of doing it when you don't feel 100 percent right. Um, I was sick back then when I was talking with him too, and uh, these are gonna always. I mean, your best work is gonna come when you're a little uncomfortable. And I think that that's what it is. You know, I'm not trying to open up and be all sappy here, but um, sometimes I'll be super excited to do an episode, even by myself. I'm very excited for that Gibraltar episode, which is doing well, by the way. I, I appreciate everyone listening. Um, and I'll be very excited to do episodes just, you know, on, on shit that I find very, very fascinating. But um, they just do like normal numbers. You know what I mean? So I don't think that my attitude has anything to do with the shit. I think it just has everything to do with uh, some chemistry or something going on. And even if it's like an episode that I do solo, which I never record episodes solo when I'm not feeling like it. So maybe I should start trying that. Uh, but anyway, enough of this uh, goofy shit that I'm talking about, which has nothing to do with 4chan. I want to roll right into this because it is a very, very good show. And I learned a massive amount of information. We had a fun time, man. Um, Vince has already listened back to it. He hit me back in an email, said it's probably the best episode by far that he's done, um, at least from a comedic standpoint, right? And we weren't even trying to make jokes. It's just, it's it's such a interesting thing. Um, and it's growing, I believe. And so does he, it sounds like. So just looking at this very, very, cartoonish world um he would call it clown world i would call 4chan cartoonish it seems but i gotta take that back a little bit it's also very important but i encourage anyone to go to 4chan.org check out the uh politics board or like the lgbtq board and it's mostly trolling but it is obscene language that's used which I love, right? It doesn't, you can't offend me, but I'm a straight white man. So, you know, I guess that's uh, three strikes. Uh, there's some wild shit, though. The only thing that's not allowed is uh, pedoph- pedophile porn. And they have janitors, which go and clean that up, which is cool. Instead of monitors, they call them janitors. Um, and it's kind of an interesting terminology, right? It's like taking the power away from these fact checkers. They're not monitoring shit. They're cleaning up the junk. They're cleaning up the garbage that's posted. 
So everything about this, it just seems like the uh, Wild West days of the Internet. Seems like, you know, uh, back in the MySpace days when, you know, you could get into some weird shit on the Internet. And, um, man, it, it, it's just a mind-blowing thing to really look into. And I'm thankful for Vince to come on and talk about it. Really, all that I'm going to plug here is um, weartinfoil.com. This is that EMF blocking beanie that I have been wearing. But keep an eye on that. I don't know if he's going to move any prices around on that since it is the middle of summer. Don't hold my feet to the fire here. I'm just saying keep an eye on that site because these are incredible hats. EMF blocking technology. Protect your brain from all that garbage that's going through the atmosphere. And uh, keep an eye on new products dropping. I'm not going to say when, where, but uh, I have a feeling they will be on wheretinfoil.com. So just a great dude that runs that site. You get $10 off when you go to that site. Um, it's kind of like a link that that uh, he hooked me up with there. And just a phenomenal dude. So go again, wheretinfoil.com. Go check it out. Um, if you want to get one of those EMF beanies, this is the best one in the game. There's a few out there, but they're garbage compared to this one. So uh support that dude it's an american company one man show basically we got some killer products so i'm excited to see what else he comes up with i want to see some underwear i'll tell you that right now with a nice long inseam because uh my thick thighs i have these stripper thighs houston stripper thighs that are uh it makes my my underwear right up so uh you know we gotta we gotta get some nice long inseams i like ethica underwear right so stuff like that is what we're going for. Nice long, goes down to the knee, just about. Okay? Okay? So, yeah, enjoy this episode with Vince McLeod. The full version is, of course, on patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Uh, dangerous, yeah. Oh, boy, I fucked that up. It's on dangerous uh, Patreon. The, the meds must be kicking in here. I'm going to retake that. Dangerous world patreon is at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast that's it okay let's roll into this thanks so much for your support guys and uh big big thanks to vince mcleod go check out his work on vjmpublishing.nz also he's got a telegram you can just um search vjm publishing and he's on instagram with a very small account he's not too active on there but he uh goes on and checks things out so uh reach out to the dude talk with him if you have a podcast and you want the guy on, he's down to talk. He's down to talk with everybody out there, man. So um, even if you don't agree with him or you want to have a an intelligent conversation with him or a debate, the dude is down to do it. He wants to get out there more and get on more podcasts. Um, so I told him I would try and hook him up with other shows. Let him know you heard him on Dangerous World and you'll get nothing for it from me. Okay. Uh, so enjoy the show. And uh, here's Vince and the 4chan culture. All right, folks, we are bringing back our friend from New Zealand, Vince McLeod, man. I'm really excited uh, for for those that haven't heard the episode where we talked about Clown World Chronicles. We talked about elementalism a little bit. Um, he's done some great work, and I'm going to have him plug his stuff here up front. And, uh, you know, obviously, we'll uh, be talking about his work throughout this episode. But I think that what he's going to be getting into and, and educating me to be a hundred percent honest on is uh 4chan, which is, you know, where QAnon started and it's this whole very, very interesting culture. It seems that's built around 4chan. 
and it's evolved to 8chan and then 8kun or 8kun. I don't know how it's pronounced exactly, but I think that that's one of the many things that I'm going to learn here. And uh, man, it's just, it, this is going to be a weird little episode, I think, but in the best way possible. So Vince, how are things going on over there in uh, in New Zealand, dude? Yeah, good day, Ryan. Things are going well. It was actually the first day of winter here on the New Zealand calendar today, so it's starting to get a bit chilly. But I think people are more worried about the gas prices and the cost of living crisis, and uh, people just going getting backwards, going backwards, getting poorer every day. Yeah, it's the same same up here, man. And I know you know that, dude. It's it seems like it's a uh, it's weird to see how. United States politics really affects the entire Western world. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't really realize it until a few years ago myself. Yeah, well, that's especially true of us because in New Zealand, we're sort of part of the same Anglosphere along with Britain and Canada and Australia. And um, you can see that because we're all part of the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Network, that uh, our countries all move in the same direction pretty much the same time. So we're really bound at the hip. You know, New Zealand's really like, um, you can think of it as just part of the Anglosphere that's about as influential as, say, Alabama, that has about 5 million people like New Zealand. You know, you think of it as just a small part of the Anglosphere, and that probably makes more sense. Wow. Well, and, you know, you're speaking my language when you start talking about the five eyes and all this stuff. I think that that stuff, it's it's interesting, and it's not something, again, not something that I knew about a couple years ago. So, you know, seeing the way that, your country is affected the same way mine is. And, and, you know, this has a ripple effect throughout the world. And, um, you know, I, I want you up front here before we really move forward. I want you to plug your work, your website, your clown world, uh, chronicles book, and then obviously elemental elementalism, which I find very interesting. You left a comment on, um, the seven, metals the seven whether they want to call them luciferian metals or the alchemical metals or whatever um and and i i like when people push back on my research on these things so maybe we'll get into that later and into the whole uh you know we we obviously see the world from different perspectives um but yeah dude i want you to plug your stuff because it seems like you're doing some really great work man and i'm uh i'm happy to have you on for a second time here yeah, cheers, Ryan. I think uh, if anyone's interested in hearing what I have to say about uh, poll and the, uh, the 4chan culture on the politically incorrect board and the mentality of people who post there and why they post there and what motivates them, I think uh, the best thing for them is to read my book, Clown World Chronicles, because in this book I've, uh, I've discussed at length the, uh, the way that um, the collapse of the Western world has made certain parts of the internet become particularly interesting especially when it comes to uh, the humor and the cynicism that they express in places like 4chan so if you're interested in my ideas just go and get a copy of clown chronicles you find it's had 14 ratings on amazon with a 4.7 out of 5 average rating so it's it's a, it's a quality book you know you won't regret buying it and uh, if you're interested in my ideas in general my company page you can find it at vjm publishing nz and that's where i put up all of my essays that i um i discussed the same topics that we're going to be talking about on this podcast so um as for elementalism yeah my most recent book is called elemental elementalism which is an attempt to bring the dharmic religions back to the modern western world and um that's perhaps a bit too esoteric for uh the 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 politically correct discussion but um we can perhaps talk about that as well later yeah those are my most recent yeah 
Yeah, we'll see what we get into here. So vjmpublishing.nz is the website. Yep, right. yep. Yeah, so I encourage everyone to go check it out. And he gives a good rundown of Clown World Chronicles and obviously Elemental Elementalism too. Um, I actually, the first time that we spoke, I spent a good amount of time on that site just kind of like figuring out what we were going to talk about. You know what I mean? Like there's a good rundown of especially Clown World Chronicles. I thought that, that was really helpful. You talk about some of the mythology, um, some of the, you know, uh, just all the ideas that are thrown around in in that book. So helpful website, great resource if you just kind of want to learn about some of the work that uh, Vince is doing over here. But um, man, 4chan, you know, this is something that it gets a horrible reputation. And to be honest, I know nothing about it. I really know nothing about it other than what I've heard from even like the mainstream media. Um, I don't like the QAnon people so much. I think that they really misled the public, um, especially people like me who actually did see some some uh, valid aspects of the Trump campaign in 2016. And then uh, honestly, you know, this was the first time that I ever voted was in the 2020 election. And it was the most controversial election of all time, it seemed like. You know what I mean? So yep. I have a very, very uh, bitter, I wouldn't even call it bittersweet. I would just say it's a bitter relationship with, you know, the QAnon people. So I want you to kind of break this down, man. Um, how would you, I mean, where do you want to start? I, I, I'll leave it to the expert here. It seems like you know a thing, thing or two about this. Yeah, I'll start with uh, how I got to start using 4chan. It's probably the easiest. Uh, as you're probably aware, the Facebook community standards get stricter and stricter all the time. So you're allowed to say less and less and more and more of what you do say gets you banned or gets you shadow banned or gets you otherwise kicked off the platform. So the first time I got a 30-day ban on Facebook, I was I was bored, right? Because I usually spend a fair bit of time communicating with people on Facebook and trying to do sentiment analysis. So when I got kicked off there, I was bored. And so I thought, okay, what am I going to do to fill this time? And I realized that I could go on a place called 4chan, which I had otherwise only heard sort of rumors about. I heard it was a place where you could go for free speech and basically say anything you wanted. So I thought, okay, I'll check this place out since I've been kicked off Facebook. So I started going there and I started going to the politics forum in particular because the, the politics forum on 4chan known as Poll is, um, is a very interesting place because people from all around the world go there and discuss all kinds of taboo topics. And that really grabbed me. That um, I thought that was incredible because I was watching Facebook become more and more censored and more and more televisionized. And I'd observed that you couldn't really discuss many controversial topics in the mainstream media. The mainstream media simply didn't platform people who had interesting opinions about certain topics. And um, so 4chan, 4chan, I started going there more and more. And when I got banned off Facebook again for another 30-day ban, I just went straight back to 4chan and and really decided that I liked the place. It was it was really interesting the way you could go there and talk about pretty much anything and uh, get a lot of responses and get responses from people who weren't normies, just giving pre-programmed, you know, what they'd been taught by the television or by their professors or their priests or so on. Mm. Like people on poll actually really think for themselves. So so that's um, that's really interesting. But I think that's also part of the reason why Poll, as you mentioned before, has got such a bad reputation, because it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the online equivalent of what the Hellfire Clubs used to be. 
Now, I don't know if you're familiar with, yeah, okay, you're familiar with the Hellfire Clubs, yeah. Of course. It's pretty much, it's pretty much the online equivalent of that because you can go there and, and pretty much anything goes, right? And so if you're, if you're a little bit outcast from society, then uh, Pol is really your sort of place. But the interesting thing is there are, just the same way with the Hellfire Clubs, it's not about people who are outcast from society because they're too criminal or too dumb or whatever. But Paul attracts a lot of people who are outcasts from society because they're smarter, you know, or, or they're, they're more honest. And um, because you can't really talk honestly in the mainstream mainstream media today. So Paul is a great place for that, yeah. Yeah, so Paul is this, uh, it's a, it's like kind of like if you're thinking of 4chan as Reddit, Paul would be like a sub-Reddit. Yeah, you can think of it like that. 4chan's got, I'm not sure how many... They're called boards, right? 4chan's a, an image board. And uh, I'm not sure how many boards are on 4chan. I think it's about 40 or so. But there's one for sport and there's one for science and there's one for occult uh, problems and there's one for weapons and uh, television and anime and basically all sorts of things. Yeah, there's about 40 of them. But uh, I find the politics one the most interesting in particular. Sure. I mean, I that's definitely what I would find more interesting, too. What was the one that was getting most people in trouble? Was it the poll, which is short for politics, right? Yeah, um, so, think, um, like, if you're thinking of Reddit, for my listeners that aren't probably as familiar with, uh, with 4chan, it would be, like, when you get, like, Reddit slash conspiracy, right? Like, that's when you go, that's when you would be, you go to 4chan, and you 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 get redirected to this little board, as you call it, where there's about forty. And this would be like trying to search a subject on Reddit. So poll is its own board with its own different group of people that are having a separate conversation versus like the people over on 4chan Sports or 4chan Weapons. Yeah, that's right. So it's very similar to the subreddit uh, structure that you're used to from Reddit. And then on the subreddit, there's a bunch of threads. Just sure. like the subreddit, and it's sorry in the board. There's a bunch of threads, just like the subreddit, and then uh, you just click on one of the threads, and uh, you go through and read all the discussions. So it's it's a similar kind of structure. The main difference is that 4chan is an image board, so you can also upload photos that are or images that are there next to your comment. So if you want to put up a funny meme, it's real easy to do, and that contrasts with Reddit, which is pretty much 100% text based. Yes. And that's, and there, that was one thing that got a lot of people in trouble with like the mainstream media, right? Not really in any kind of real significant trouble, but a lot of people were, were really upset with some of these images that were conjured up on 4chan, right? You get like the, uh, Wojak and all these things, right? Like you get all these different goofy things. It's funny that you're laughing, you know, cause like I, I learned about this shit the first time that we were talking about Clown War Chronicles, you know what I mean? So I didn't know the names of these things. <laughs> um but you 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 learn and wojak is the the normal looking like the dro the droid looking guy right like the gray face yeah yeah normally he's got a white face but he's normally okay. pictured um looking kind of sad or depressed or just really had enough of society and wojak kind of represents the every man of clown world who suffers most of the daily humiliations and and defeats so he's kind the NPCs, of pcs right the non the non-playable characters yeah, Wojak's not really an NPC. I mean, he's because he's got his own he's got his own feelings and and proper personalities. You know, like he's really a figure of commiseration because Wojak represents the suffering of the everyday person, like you and me, 
gotcha. clown world, how we feel, how we feel after seeing 10 year old drag queens in the media day after day after day, yeah. you know, that kind of how you feel tired watching this kind of thing. Why he represents that. Interesting. Do you think that that's like sucking our energy? Do you think that this stuff, like when you see, you, you mentioned the 10 year old drag queens, do you think that that's <laughs> deliberately put out there to make us feel like our society is going in the wrong direction and they, they potentially possibly feed off of that negative energy? Yeah, I do. I believe that most of the mainstream media, what they put in it is there to humiliate us, especially all the race war stuff where they keep saying white people are evil and white people did this and white people did this atrocity and so on and, and white people have to pay. It's really just psychological warfare. Huh. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that, dude. I, I, I don't really understand the full dynamic of it, but it just makes sense where it's like, you know, I, I've mentioned this a few times. There's this show called What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like a goofy vampire. It's kind of like a, um, it's like The Office mixed with like a vampire show. You know what I mean? Wow. Like it's vampires kind of acting like they would, but it's like a first person film thing. And they go like these these four vampires will go behind the scenes and talk about their feelings and shit. And there's one vampire that's an energy vampire. And he basically will go out there and say things that just drain you where he's like, you know, that boring conversation that you might have with someone that you really don't want to talk to, but they just won't let up. And they're like, well, how's the weather? You know, and like, it's just the dumbest, most like basic conversations. And then, you know, it just kind of goes on from that. You know, there's there's these horrible conversations and these dumb, you know, mundane activities that people have to go through from day to day that drain them on a spiritual level, which is interesting to think about. Um, yeah, well, I think on poll, that's where you've got a situation where a lot of the people who have had enough of this kind of thing, because there are a lot of energy vampires out there, and there are a lot of energy vampirism that comes to us through the mainstream media, where they are trying to suck energy out of us but on an industrial scale through the through the television and through the uh the the fear-based websites which are supposed to push news but really which just just uh try and get clicks and the thing about the state right it's a megaphone for the state yeah well like in new zealand for example the government gave the mainstream media 55 million dollars and i mean it doesn't sound like much but on american scale that's probably about two billion dollars right and they gave this to the mainstream media just so that the mainstream media would publish favorable stories that were favorable to the government. And this is called the Public Journalism Interest Fund in New Zealand. But what it is, is really just the, <laughs> the, the government is literally paying the mainstream media to run favorable stories, propaganda, essentially. But that's how blatant it is now. Well, and think of that name, the public, you can say it's the Public General Interest Fund. Journalism Interest Journal- Fund, yeah. Public so the journalism. idea is that uh, they're, they're running stories that are supposed to be in the public interest yeah. in the same way that, uh, like education and healthcare is in the public interest. <laughs> but they're paying for the narrative. So it's in the exact yeah, opposite right. interest of the people, right? Even though they're paying with your tax yeah. dollars, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, wild. No, that's correct. Yeah, no, it's wow. terrible. No, it's yeah, like you said, it's the exact opposite of the public's actual interest. <laughs> and, so, and so this is what's interesting is that you see this stuff so – you mentioned on Facebook who is I think one in the same with the CIA over here in the United States. Right. I mean, we've all heard of life log and we've talked about this at nauseam. Right. It seems yeah. um, this was started at a Harvard 
Um, Mark Zuckerberg clearly didn't start the company himself. It was, uh, you know, basically the board of Harvard that really got behind this. And the guy's name is slipping my mind right now, but basically, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's mentor over there at Harvard. Um, and you can look into Mark Zuckerberg's past and it's very, very shady in my opinion. Um, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, being a little bisexual or whatever in college. I've never dabbled myself, but Hey, you know, I, I heard that these, uh, smart people, they get into that stuff. That's fine. But, um, you know, with, with the idea that maybe the, the Facebook that we know today is part of the CIA, they would have a deliberate interest in trying to keep us away from what is actually true. They try to shift the narrative. That would be more beneficial to them and probably detrimental to us. I don't think that necessarily what's good for the government is bad for the United States people or the world people for that matter. But seems like it works out like that more often than not. Right. Um, so what you're saying about 4chan, which is contradictory to how Facebook operates yeah, is that there's no, there's no, uh, central authority to it. It seems, it seems like whatever people want to say kind of goes there's no intellectual boundaries you know someone that has no knowledge of what they're talking about can have the same authority as someone with a harvard degree yeah well the posting's anonymous on 4chan so you don't actually have a name that's associated with your account so that means um you can't tell what a person's previous reputation is like you can on reddit on reddit you can just see if a person has karma or not and then you can generally tell if they're a worthwhile contributor or just a troll but on 4chan you can't because it's all anonymous so like you said like a, a literal world world expert professor on a certain subject would have about the same authority as just some random 85 iq troll but the interesting thing is that um the world expert professor wouldn't be allowed to be platformed in the mainstream media, like Facebook, for example. If you take this case of James Watson, the man who was given a Nobel Prize for discovering DNA, he was cancelled for saying that blacks have lower IQs than whites. But you can't say that on, like, mainstream media media platforms. But on 4chan, people talk about it all the time. You go to 4chan and there's always a discussion about the inherent genetic differences between different races or between the two sexes so it's it's uh that's what i mean by taboo subjects the things that the mainstream media would never take out on 4chan you can't post kitty porn and you can't post gore like um people getting their heads chopped off and stuff like this the the um the 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 janitors who are like the moderators they will ban you for that kind of thing so there are i mean it's not a total free for all but um apart from those like really egregious violations of common decency, there's pretty much anything goes. So they call the moderators over there, like the fact checkers, so to speak. They call them janitors, unfortunately. Janitors. Yeah, because they're really just there to clean up the garbage. They're not there to uh, make the discussion nice like on Reddit. You go like on Reddit, you can get banned for just about anything. Like all you have to do is, is go against the general sentiments of the sub and you can get permanently banned. Whereas on 4chan... Like I said, you have to pretty much post kitty porn or gore to get banned. And as long as you don't do that, you can, you've got pretty much free reign. Huh. That's very interesting. It's interesting to call them janitors like that because it's almost like taking the power back. You know what I mean? Like that name, the janitor in normal society is looked down upon. And yeah. then, you know, here it seems like the janitors are the only ones with any kind of, uh, 
you know, substantial power, so to speak. And like you said, they clean up only, but um, I mean, they're, they're the only ones that have the power to delete posts from what I understand. Yeah, I think so. But that's the beauty of it. Like you can't um, downvote other people's posts. And so there isn't a like group think. If you observe Reddit, many threads, if not most of them, in fact, I'd argue that most threads on Reddit just become group think exercises because anybody who posts a controversial opinion just gets downvoted into oblivion. Whereas uh, on 4chan, if someone posts something controversial, that usually attracts more comments. And so the thread in which it's posted gets bumped to the top of the, the list. So uh, it gets discussed more often. Like 4chan sure, is almost, sure. almost uh, it's, it's the opposite of Reddit in many ways, but that's one of the major ways in that uh, 4chan seems to select for controversial topics, whereas Reddit selects against them. But uh, again, that's a, that's a function of the fact that uh, Reddit posters are mostly normies, whereas like I said at the beginning, 4chan posters are mostly people who have been outcast or outcast themselves from from the mainstream internet society yeah it seems like the epitome of internet counterculture and maybe yeah, I don't know counterculture I'm... counterculture that's the great word that's the that's the perfect word because it's the same deal like if you'd go back to the 1970s the sort of people who um who took psychedelics back then the kind of people who read playboy magazine back then uh that sort of counterculture mindset uh that's that's fortune to to a perfect degree the only major difference is that if you go back to the 1970s, the prevailing culture, the mainstream culture was quite conservative and right wing. So that meant that the counterculture was left wing. And so the counterculture was more into, uh, for example, rights for homosexuals and, and drug users and women and, and that kind of stuff. But today in 2022, yeah, yeah. the prevailing culture is left wing. So the counterculture has to be right wing. And that's why you see there's a lot of uh, uh, extreme far right-wing extremists on on 4chan and the chans in general and um here i mean i'm not talking about just nazis but also far right extremists in the terms of uh theocrats like there's a lot of fundamentalist christians who uh, don't believe that women should be allowed outside the house sort of deal like uh, you know there's some of those sort of dudes in the far right there so it's uh yeah it is basically a, a rejection of modern uh clown world which is referred to as global homo on 4chan on the poll board global homo global homo yeah now that's a that's a contraction of globalism and homosexuality the idea is that they're trying to what the globalists want to do is degrade culture all around the entire world because if they can do this we won't be able to resist their oppressions like they push on us through the world economic forum and and uh the united nations and, and mechanisms like this so um, oh. yeah, it's quite interesting. Like on poll, you see there's uh, there's a there's a marked anti-globalist sentiment. There's a lot of anti-globalist sentiments and nationalist sentiments in particular. Like you almost never see nationalist sentiments platformed in the mainstream media in the Western world. But on poll, there's there's it's, there's a lot of nationalism. In fact, I'd, you hardly ever see anybody supporting globalism unless it's a blatant troll attempt. But that's the other beautiful thing about 4chan is. <laughs> Because it's because it's free speech zone, you can actually go in there specifically to troll 4chan users, and uh, your post can get 200 comments, you know, and, and it's accepted. And I think that's great. I think that's why the 4chan is so successful. Like if you look at Mad Magazine, the reason why Mad Magazine was so successful is their self esteem was was unbreachable. Like they would take the piss out of their own readers all the time. 
in the letters section. They always took the piss out of their own readers. They took the piss out of their own um, their own market. And I think that's what 4chan also does because that shows they're, they're, they know they speak the truth, right? A lot of people really do speak the truth there. Well, yeah, it wasn't like uh, the Lampoon like that from uh, Harvard, right? It, that yeah, was a... Lampoon. I always thought that was a fake magazine, like just from a movie. But then, like, I understood like it to be real later. So I, I'm, I've got a ton of questions already, and I hope I can remember them all. Um, yeah, man. If it's anonymous posting on 4chan, how do people know when Q is posting? Uh, I think Q uses a trip code. So what you can actually do, you can actually delete because when you make a post, there's a field for your name. And that field is pre-filled with the word anonymous. And so pretty much everyone who posts, they just allow that that pre-filled anonymous to stay there. But you can actually delete it and you can type in whatever you want. So you can type in your own name if you want to. And that's called name fagging because it's a generally discouraged practice. Like the idea is to keep 4chan <laughs> anonymous. So Q comes along and he, he will, um, he will uh, put in a specific code so that you know it's him. I'm not sure exactly how you know it's him from the code, but um, this is what I've heard. But I'm not actually a Q follower myself. You know, I've just observed the phenomenon. Yeah, it's interesting, man. You, you know, you mentioned something earlier too, which I meant to ask you what this was a while ago, and I have an idea, but you said that you would go on to Facebook and try and chat with people and it seemed like you would try to not provoke them in a negative way but you would try and spur some sort of conversation with them and you i yeah. think you called it sentiment analysis was that correct uh sentiment analysis does do that uh, uh provocative starts provocative discussions but there's more to sentiment analysis than that it's really sentiment analysis is just trying to figure out what motivates people at the moment what their intentions are and what their aspirations are so really, you're just trying to figure out the mindset of the um, the population at the time. And you're trying to do this through through asking a, a specific person a question, someone maybe you're having a, a friendly debate with. You have you yeah. ask them a question, and then you try and gauge the other people's interaction with your guys' conversation. Like if they come on and say, Vince is an asshole, or Vince is smart for saying that, you know, depending on where they come from, is that kind of like what you're saying here? Is that that's sentiment analysis? Yeah, that's part of it. Like if someone says, for example, Vince is an asshole, like I'm curious to know what sort of demographic such a person belongs to. So I can either appeal to them or, or not appeal to them, depending on what the strategy is. And it's the same as if someone says Vince is real smart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I need to know what demographics that person comes from so that I can try and sell my books to that demographic. So yeah, that's, that's basically what sentiment analysis is. So it's kind of like a, like it's like guerrilla marketing almost is what you're trying to do yeah it is a lot of it but that's how it is like if you're a small publisher like i am i don't have a huge uh pile of capital that i can use sure. to market my so i have to be clever you know i have to try and what i really have to do is trying to get other people to think that i have such a high quality product that they want to tell other people about it and uh so yeah the guerrilla marketing comes into that for that reason you know i have to be i have to have a very accurate sense of what the demographics of my of the people who buy my books are. And that's where the sentiment analysis comes in. But that's why I'm also on poll a lot, because uh, like I said, Clanwell Chronicles is the kind of book that appeals to poll users in particular, because it's very rare that someone actually tries to put the poll argument into 
an essay or a book and then put that into the mainstream market as I have done with the Clown World Chronicles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I think they're quite happy about that. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating to me. It's a really interesting thing just to think, you know, that, that, uh, that that is an aspect of guerrilla marketing in 2022. You know what I mean? Like it's, this wouldn't have been something five years ago, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? The way that you're going about that. So it's very interesting. I have a, a book on guerrilla marketing that is nothing like what you're talking about now, but it's an older book. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah. if this was rewritten for today's time, that would absolutely be in there. Um, yeah, man, that, that's crazy. So, when you're when you're speaking about demographic too i think that it's it's i think important to be clear you're not thinking about demographics the same way that like progressives think of demographics where it's like strictly racial based right it's like it's like okay where does what does this guy do for a living uh obviously what color is this person what uh gender what uh sexuality but it's more also like not just a physical thing but a mental thing too from what i understand yeah, when you have to understand, um, if you're selling books in particular, you have to understand things like education, because it's sure. mostly educated people that read books. Like uneducated people generally don't like to spend their free time reading books. So, yeah. like, if a demographic is not well educated, there's not much point in me trying to target it from the perspective of a publisher. So, like, uh, Clownwood Chronicles, for example, I know that um, I know that that appeals to mostly men because there's mostly men on poll. Like, poll is an extremely masculinized audience. And I think the main reason for that is because more men are outcasts than women. Like if you look at homelessness, for example, uh, there's far more homeless men than there are homeless women. And I think that in society in general, uh, it's easier for men to become outcasts. So I think that's why, uh, that's, that's why Paul is mostly, mostly men. But uh, you see a lot of uh, like uh, men's rights threads on poll as well. Like people will actually, start a thread about the fact that, for example, the suicide rate for men is three or four times higher than for women. The what? The suicide rate? The suicide rate, yeah. The chance of any given man killing himself in a in a given year is about three or four times higher for, for men than for women. Huh. And these ladies think they got it so hard, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. What's... <laughs> but that's, the, that's the thing. You would never hear the argument in the mainstream media. You would never hear Joe Biden say that... Um, he's going to put money into men's mental health because the male suicide rate is three times higher than the female suicide rate. You know, you never hear that, but on poll, wow. that's the sort of thing that people do actually talk about. Like, uh, so in, um, in mainstream society, like mainstream society talks about injustices all the time. And some of those injustices are fear. Perhaps most of them are fear, but there's also a lot of injustices that they don't talk about. And some of those are like, for example, the, the higher suicide rate among men, or the um, the fact that uh, young people nowadays have it much harder to buy a house than what the boomers had. That's also a topic yeah. that comes up yeah. often on 4chan. A lot of young people are resentful about the fact that um, it's much harder to own a house now than in 1970 or 1980, for example. And that's not ever taken up by the mainstream media, or only very rarely does the mainstream media take up that particular topic. But um, young people are uh, very concerned about it because they're just about been enslaved effectively you know if you can work for an entire week and still not have enough money to if you can work a whole week for 30 years and still not have enough money to buy your own house you're just about a slave really absolutely but, um, and but they take topics the, like that up on poll yeah man and then you know with the with the way the gas prices are going um you're essentially you're working for a lot of people you're working one day out of your five day work week 
one day is going to gas and, and like food over here in the U.S. At least that's what it is for me personally. Um, I, I do eat like good food, you know, like I love, we just ate some crab legs right now, you know, like I, I love eating good food. And, um, I mean, that's, that's what I spend most of my money on, honestly, but you know, you, you brought up a, a brilliant point there with the homeless people, mostly being men. And that is a very, very good demographic of outcasts. I would say that homeless, a homeless person. Uh, if you were to take like a very, very basic definition of what an outcast is, it would be a homeless person. Yeah, and, sure. um, you know, on a, on a more like ape level, like the way that I think you would have, um, you know, if you're a girl and you go out to a, a night on the town by yourself, you're going to be talked with a lot more. You're going to be approached a lot more by females and males. Now, you do run a risk of being taken advantage of if you're a female out by yourself. But if I were to go out on a night on the town by myself, I'd be looked at like I had fucking leprosy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going around and, and like people would be like, what's this dude doing? Like, everyone's coming here with friends. Yeah. What's this guy? You know what I mean? So that's a very, very, very like crude way to look at it. But that that was a very interesting point, man. Um. I wanted to get back into the 4chan specifically, but oh, the neo-Nazi stuff. Okay, so why, in your opinion, before we kind of move on, why do you think that so many neo-Nazis are on 4chan and supporters of QAnon, um, but they're also supporters of Donald Trump, who was very, very pro-Israel? Um, he's done more for Israel than any other modern president, really. Yeah, I mean, ever since Israel became a nation. Um, yeah. Or am I wrong to to assume that 4chan kind of as a whole supported QAnon? Is that a false reality? There? That, that is actually a false assumption because okay. uh, QAnon was popular on 4chan and, and the QAnon posts did get a lot of uh, responses. Q also posted on 8chan, I think, before it got shut down and then started. I'm not sure what happened after then, but... Um, yeah, many people were always from the beginning taking the piss out of the Q phenomenon on Pole and on 4chan. You could always find people saying that this was nothing and that Q was just a LARPA who was just pretending to be somebody in military intelligence and close to Trump. And um, you, you'd always find heaps of people taking the piss. In fact, I think there were probably more, probably twice or even three times as many piss takers as there were actual Q believers from the beginning. What do you call them, because, piss takers? Yeah, just taking the piss, you know, like uh, making jokes about the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you take, for example, one of the first things Q ever posted was that Hillary Clinton was about to be arrested. And then Hillary Clinton never got arrested. So the smart people would say, okay, Q's obviously a bullshitter because he he said something that he made a a prediction that turned out not to be true. Like he said something was going to happen and it didn't happen. And he never addressed the fact that he said Hillary Clinton was going to be arrested and she never got arrested. He never addressed this fact. It was just the whole, this whole scheme was, was thought up to keep people just going along with it as long as possible. Yeah, it's misdirection. It it's like, time. look yeah. at my hands, look at my hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, the yeah. reason that she's not arrested, Vince, is because she's a clone. Okay. Yeah. That's the reason. <laughs> no, but honestly, yeah. dude. Yeah. That, that is, so, it, it's goofy. And then the whole Guantanamo Bay shed. Uh, yeah. But you see this on the left, too. You saw, you know, uh, Barack Obama said he was going to shut down Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, no, they they don't tell the truth. But when it comes to the Israel question in particular, um, I think uh, national socialism has never really come to terms with the fact that Israel now exists because the the German national socialists were defeated before Israel was founded. And so they never thought about Jews all being in one particular place in one homeland. So I think there's actually a lot of national socialists out there who support the idea of Israel because Israel means <clears throat> if all the Jews are in Israel, then they're not also in the other countries meddling and uh, causing problems. So um, I'm not actually sure 100% what the national socialist attitude to that is. But I think they supported Trump because he was a nationalist, or at least he seemed like a nationalist, like he wanted to build a wall and he wanted to keep uh, the, like the mass, he wanted to stop the mass immigration of cheap labor. America really, first. Yeah, yeah, America first. Like if you look at what the globalists want, the globalists want the mass importation of cheap labor because that's how they get the most profits. Sure. And, um, you know, so a nationalist is obviously against that because that means the mass importation of cheap labor means that the wages of the native working class go down because if the supply increases, then the, the wage will go down. And so a nationalist will um, be against opening the borders. And so, yeah, Trump was nationalist in, in that sense, at least, or at least seemed to be. So what did what does 4chan think about Putin in, from your experience? Uh, a lot of them think he's great because uh, they see him as another nationalist who's fighting against global homo. They see Ukraine as an outpost of global homo. Because um, they think that, uh, they, well, they know that a lot of uh, child trafficking has gone through the Ukraine. A lot of corruption has gone through Ukraine. For example, uh, Hunter Biden's, Hunter Biden, who is Joe Biden's son, he was doing a lot of deals, billion dollar deals with uh, Ukrainian uh, oil and gas companies. Burisma. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's, uh, you, the Ukraine is part of a globalist web of corruption so a lot of people support putin on the grounds that he's opposing this globalist web of corruption like i personally don't have a side i think i think that was just a tragedy that doesn't need to happen so i don't actually have a side in the in the i don't have i haven't picked a side but um your poll's mostly on putin's side yeah i i i honestly couldn't care less personally about uh the ukraine russia thing you know what i mean i i'm i'm disgusted that $40 billion of our taxpayer money has gone over there. Um, and, you know, you alluded to it a little bit. It's supposedly it's the third most corrupt country in the world. Um, it's a very, very corrupt area. You talked about Burisma a little bit, you know. Um, and they're supposedly sending more money over there, too. You know, and, and you know, man, we don't have baby formula here in the United States. I, I'm actually trying to find for my one of my dad's friends. Their baby is um, has acid reflux problems and so there's a very specific formula that this baby can take and dude i'm like going all over trying to find it you know what i mean and it's it's sad and and they're just taking it and they're dumping it on the border and pallets which yeah Yeah. my heart goes out to the kids that are trying to come over here like legally i would say i think that's the best move but man that's a whole different rabbit hole that we don't need to get into because it's something that pisses a lot of people off when they when they feel like they're working their asses off and then they're just not getting represented you know um, but we talked about Putin. Um, what other aspects of this whole, you know, just the geopolitics, how are they kind of portrayed on, uh, on 4chan? And by the way, I did also want to ask is, is 4chan, it's still up and running 100% cause it would kind of make you believe that it evolved into eight coon or eight con or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a variety of different, uh, 
chain. So like chain just stands for channel. So 4chan really just means channel four. If you can imagine all of gotcha. the image boards, all of all of the big image boards in the world is just different channels. Uh, so there was an eight chain that was essentially channel eight, and that was the one um that Brenton Tarrant posted on when he did the mass shooting. There's also a 16 chain dot XYZ, which is pretty cool because that's um it's got more sort of esoteric and intellectual posters. So they go more into the 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 um the spirituality behind for example things like clown world and they they think more in terms of uh say the Kali Yuga and the the course of history, whereas a lot of the discussion of 4chan is a bit uh it's pretty vulgar, like it's uh yeah. kind of low IQ and crass. I mean it's funny, some of it's funny for that reason, but um sixteen chan can be a, a good place to get away from that. And then there's eight kun, of course, which um never got as big as 8chan ever did, but uh, still, it's still an interesting place. Yeah. What does what does Kun stand for? Uh, I'm not sure. Like how Chan stands for channel? You're not sure? Um, no. Yeah, dude, that is a uh, very very weird. So, uh, with the geopolitics stuff, do you see more uh, interesting things going on other than just like the Putin stuff, the QAnon stuff? I mean, obviously, it's a weird place, but Anything? Yeah, well, on poll, on poll, they talk about geopolitics all the time because in the mainstream media, you see that the the discussion's kind of curated, so you're only allowed to speak about certain topics. But on poll, they often talk about things like uh, if China invaded Taiwan, there's there's often a topic about that. Ah, there's there's often a thread about um, what would happen if uh, Israel and Iran went to war, because uh, you know that um, apparently. So, so we're told anyway, Iran's trying to develop nuclear weapons. And if they did, Israel would be probably the number one target of those weapons. And so they might perhaps launch a preemptive war to stop Iran from doing this. That's the sort of thing people talk about. Uh, you know what's so interesting? Sorry to cut you off, but you know what's interesting about that is that the, the idea that, that the pallets of cash that Obama left Iran was supposedly that they would, so that they would denuclearize. You know what I mean? But it's like, if they're still working on that, I don't know, man. You know, it, this whole thing's a freaking charade. You know, it's insane the way that things operate in, in this yeah. time that we're living in, man. Um, well, that's why we call it clown world, because you yeah. can't, I mean, back in the day, if somebody said something, you used to just be able to assume that it was the truth. And this was probably an honest person that you're speaking to who was correctly informed. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah. there's just so many lies being told by everyone. Like the mainstream media just lies all the time, and there's so many corporate and uh, and supranational interests that have got an incentive to tell lies. So it's just so hard nowadays. You know, you've got to think ten times harder to to know what's true and what isn't true. Well, it kind of separate. It really separates like the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, as far as like who can actually like figure out what is real and what's not. And I think it was Aleister Crowley, among other people, but I believe he said that we're going to be living in an age of nihilism where there is no truth. And like, you can sit there right now, Vince yourself, and you can say one thing and I can say the opposite thing. Like you can say there are only two genders and I can say, well, no, there are, there are 17 and I can find factual proof that there are 17 genders and you can find factual proof that there are two. And neither one of us is quote unquote, right. You know what I mean? Even though I would, in the real world, I would agree with you on the two gender thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this then too. Um, 
can you get onto to 4chan or 8chan or any of these other things just by simply typing in something or do you have to have like a vpn or like is it a dark web like a dot onion type thing or uh, it's, it's on the clear web just type in 4chan.org it'll take you straight to the main board and then that uh, portal will show you all the subboards, and you can click on yeah click on poll or whichever one you want if you want to go straight to poll just type in 4chan.org forward slash pol shit should we and do then, it right now let's see <laughs> you can if you want will i get on <laughs> a fucking watch list here no, uh, I don't think so because it's a pretty, it's a, it's a really popular site. You know, like uh, you can put a thread up and it'll get a hundred responses within fifteen minutes. So I think there are millions, like millions of people all around the world in America who who go to the site. It's a huge site. You know, it's one of the biggest on the on the internet. Okay, so right when I log in, I'm going to share my screen with you here. Um, I'm seeing a lesbian eat out another lesbian here. Is this the right site? <laughs> yeah, that's 4chan. And it's, you see it says boards? Yeah. So those are the different boards. And so what you're looking for is, we'll see where it says MISC, not safe for work. There's random, there's robot 9001, and there's politically incorrect. Politically incorrect is the, that's the board. You just go to the right a bit, and then down, yeah, down from where you are now. MISC, yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. That's that one, yeah. Okay. Uh, to access this section of 4chan, the website, you understand and agree to the following. The content of this website is for mature audiences only. Even though I just saw a puss in a butthole, this is now going to get mature. Uh, <laughs> this website is presented to you as is, in all caps, with no warranty, express or implied. By clicking I agree, you agree to hold 4chan responsible not to hold 4chan responsible for any damages to use. Um, okay, well. It's just the usual shit, you know. Yeah. All right, let's go. I've never been here. Yeah, and well, the, but... if you see catalog, catalog is the one you probably want to click on, check the catalog before posting a new thread. Uh, yeah, catalog, because, um, yeah, that's the one. Okay. Now, this is what you see. Like, um, so, um, for example, yeah, Reefer Madness, they're talking about uh, cannabis causing mass shootings. And um, topics like this, what's happening in the Ukraine? Here's a Jewish troll who said, "We are the chosen people." Deal with it. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you'd never see in a in a, in a mainstream forum, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's always a collapse in imminent. How far can it realistically go from here at the rate it's going? Like people are talking about the collapse of the world that's always happening. People are talking about the end of clown world. There's one about uh, President Trump. There's always a President Trump general where they're discussing his latest uh, his latest uh, uh, tweets. Uh, there's an Oz poll here. You see, there's uh, often a thread that's specifically for Britain, or for Australia, or for Canada, or for New Zealand, because most of the threads are American-based, of course. So the other countries put up their own uh, their own threads. Uh, yeah, niggas. There's always a there's always a thread about um, some old grandmother who's been killed by blacks. Um, there's yeah, the <laughs> is that what this uh, there's this thread here where it just says the N word with a hard yeah, yeah. er. Yeah, yeah, I, I can guarantee that if you click on that, it would um, be a discussion about um, people getting getting killed by blacks here. Um, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people who see this one based. Anyone notice how Chinese officials are outright hostile towards America on social media? They don't give a fuck. So you see on poll, you've got a lot of counterculture in the sense that um, the mainstream culture is globalist, right? So yeah. 
anything nationalist is really going to be part of the counterculture. So some people on poll, they support, for example, Chinese nationalism. And see, here's an example yeah. of what I was talking about before. Like, if you talk about, if you look at this one, the elite are right about us. Let's face it, most of the global population are barely sentient cattle, useless eaters that only exist to reproduce and to generate conflict and drama. That's that's an example of the Mad Magazine vibe that I was talking about before. Yeah. Where the you can you can start a thread that actually takes the piss out of other 4chan users and and that's acceptable. Um huh. yeah, there's a the odd um get one about uh, getting jacked so there's uh, there's often threads about um, sort of masculine issues like uh, weightlifting and um, uh, fitness and, and things like this what's this uh, trader fags gonna trader fag okay what is trader fag is that just like traders like global globo homo I'm not sure like uh, just looking at that I think that person might be a, a bit insane so that's the other thing you do unfortunately <laughs> but, uh, you get a lot of people who are genuinely crazy right and they post threads and it's not necessarily easy to tell the difference between their threads and and other ones so here's the old race and iq abo's almost as dumb as monkeys average iq of abo 62 you've always got um because all the taboo topics anything taboo you can think of is being discussed so that's why there's a thread up there about circumcision before that's why there's always threads about um, nazism that's why there's this thread about race and iq because race and iq is like pretty much the most controversial subject that there is in academia so um yeah someone's posted one here there's all there's one here why you should own a gun there's always uh, firearms rights threads because you're probably aware that uh, the mainstream media is trying to get people to they're trying to normalize giving up weapons because they want people to be uh easy to be uh taken care of there is there is a lot like you were saying there is a lot of uh interesting things on here you know like right back to back this is the highest number of, of replies that i'd seen i i haven't been paying attention since the beginning because i'm kind of yeah. learning this as i go but this uh has 298 uh replies it looks like world's yeah. strongest man for two years in a row is now 100 white and 100 celtic he's also a literal autist he's only 28 years old and many think he is going to be the greatest strong man who ever lived? How can blacks and any other ethnics even? And then you gotta click on it. Well, I hope that you are enjoying the conversation with Vince at VJM Publishing so far. He's got some really interesting thoughts on the counterculture of 4chan and counterculture on the internet as a whole. And we get further into it over at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcasts, where you can go if you want to hear the full conversation and many, many other episodes and bonus content from me. Hope to see you over there. Thank you so much for your support. You'll be hearing from me in just a few days as always. Take care.